Today on Lockdown Red Wings, the NHL is considering changes to overtime, and Detroit is preparing for two big games in Sweden. Your Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. We are your hosts, Brian Fisher and Scotty Bentley. I'm a podcast producer for the Daily J, a WWJ News Radio podcast. Well, Scotty says over at Locked On Tigers, as well as a freelance journalist for the Detroit News. On today's episode, guys, we're going to kind of just do a preview of, in general, preview of the two games, but pointedly more specifically about the Ottawa game. But we'll lead off talking about uh, some of the proposed rule changes we might be seeing to overtime at the NHL level. Uh, But before we can get to that, Scotty and all the listeners, I got to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Scotty, without further ado, first of all, happy Wednesday. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing well, man. How are you? Not from from the usual location. Got a headset on. You look like you're in the middle of the woods. Uh, Well, it's really funny, actually. So I, I am out uh, hunting i won't say up north i'm actually southwest of where i live in metro detroit um but i go walk the trail 10 minutes to my blind where i'm hunting out of and then in front of me is all woods but if i look directly behind me there's these two massive houses on the hill <laughs> so uh right. you still even when you get away from it you can't get away from it fully right, yeah um but yeah, this is where I'll be for the today's episode and tomorrow's episode. I'll be back home on Monday for those who are watching. And uh, but nonetheless, I'll be watching the Red Wings on Thursday and Friday. So we still got I that can. to look forward to. <laughs> um, so we get into I suppose then Scotty. It was kind of tweeted out by a lot of different outlets. I saw it first from Frank Saravelli of Daily Faceoff, but I also saw Greg Wyshynski have an article about it at ESPN. The uh, NHL kind of got together and they were talking about proposed rule changes to overtime and two of the proposed rule changes um, were one making it so you can't either leave past the blue line or cross the center ice red line in overtime because as we have stated and complained on multiple episodes the doubling back of teams with possession have really slowed the pace of overtime down and made it a grind and very meticulous and tedious to watch um, and the other one was a proposed shot clock where players, teams, once they enter the offensive zone, have got to get a shot off by, they didn't say a certain amount, but the, the idea of a shot clock in general. Scotty, I guess my first question is, is do you like either of these ideas? And if so, which one do you like more? Uh, I, I think, <clears throat> man, it's... Uh... It's a heck of a conversation. Obviously, overtime, like something needs to change. I don't think there's too many hockey fans out there right now that watch overtime in its current format and think this is perfect. Uh, I I think that we're all kind of uh, in agreement that something needs to be tweaked or adjusted or changed. Um, And I and I think there was there was a lot of really fascinating idea fascinating ideas thrown out there um, yesterday and. Between those two, I think I would rather just like the they they called it the quote unquote like half court style, right? Where you can't cross the the blue line or the red line, whichever they decide. 
once you uh, once you do cross it. And so that one was kind of interesting to me. I, I think there would be some uh, like turnovers you'd have to like clarify, like if there's a turnover and then you turn it over right back, like can you, you know, reset or, you know, if you get if you get possession of the puck on the other side of either the red or blue line does that count like you don't get to go back and forward again like I think there's some stuff to iron out there but I think the concept is of that is uh is I don't there's something about adding a clock that just like bothers me and I don't know what it is um but there's just there I don't know why but there's something about just like oh like you have to get a shot off in 30 seconds like what if there's genuinely like no opportunities? And like I guess like basketball is the same thing, but um, basketball, you know, there's there's 60 baskets scored a night. You know, a, a goal in the NHL is is hard to come by. So I don't really love the idea of of the shot clock. I think I'd be more um, in favor of uh, of like the again they called it like the half court style of uh, of play there. But there was a few ideas that got thrown out there that I think are kind of worth bringing up too. Yeah, and I mean, real quick on my thoughts on that. I love the idea of making it so you can't double back and skate back yeah. out of the offensive zone or pass the red line. I mean, I went on a huge tear, I think, last season and even this season in one of the overtime games the Red Wings played against the Kraken or against the Islanders, maybe both. Uh, in both of those games, I mentioned it. But I hate the style that overtime has turned into, and I understand it. Because it makes perfect sense that if you're an NHL team at three on three, you understand how high variance that can be. You know, you shoot the puck, you miss the net, you turn over possession, you might not get possession back. Their team can come back down on an odd man rush and score immediately. So I get why teams are so careful with their possessions. But from a viewer perspective, it's horrible. It is awful watching these teams at three on three just hold on to the puck and hoard it without getting a shot off for like a minute and a half before finally getting the shot off or just bobbling it and missing it. Three on three hockey is at its best at, when it first started. Like nine, we've had, this is our ninth year of three on three overtime, which is crazy yeah. to me. It feels like just yesterday. Wow, that is crazy that it's been that long. That's wild. But I remember like yesterday, man, when it first started, it first began. I remember they tested it in like the all-star game that one yeah. year. Uh, and that's when they tested three on three hockey and weather fans would love it. And everyone loved it how fast pace it was because it was just zip zam right back down the other end of the ice people shooting the puck scoring chances like crazy it was a blast and it started off that way too but then as time went on man it just uh, evolved into this so i'm all for making it so you cross the blue line you can't exit the zone without having taken a shot or having lost possession or something along those lines shot clock not so on board with but you know I, I still think that would probably be an improvement over what they're doing now. Yeah. Uh, but I, I don't, I don't really think I like the idea of forcing a team to take a shot, but I do like the idea of forcing a team to stay in the offensive zone. Right. Um. What were some of those other ideas? I only saw those two, but you say you, you saw. A couple yeah. Well, the, the other ones were more like conceptual and just like reporters asked like the VP, like openly, like, Hey, what about this? Like, it was just kind of, um, it was a little less formal, but there was a conversation around like extending overtime and just making it longer in hopes that that would like kind of fix the yeah. issue. Uh, and then music to my ears, there was a the conversation shootout. about eliminating the shootout. If they did, right, if they were to extend overtime and make it longer, it would be at the uh, at the expense, we'll say, 
of the shootout. Uh, and that really got me giddy and excited because I notoriously, in all of my two and a half years on this show, have adamantly hated the shootout and make it very vocal every time the Wings go into a shootout. Uh, but then when they win one, I always tweet out, I've never said anything bad about the shootout. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I don't think... But, but yeah, that was one where they were like, oh, like, uh, I think he was just straight up asked, like, is there... Uh, you know, is there conversations about extending overtime and then eliminating the shootout? And uh, I, I, again, like the extent of all of these conversations is is unknown and uh, probably like very ground level at the current moment. But the fact that he was even asked and brought up kind of got me excited. Yeah, I don't think you're going to have many people uh, pushing back on eliminating the shootout. I'm pretty sure yeah. it's consensus across the league among fan bases, players, and front office executives that the shootout is a waste of time. To the a point, dude. Like, yeah. that's so crazy to me still. So I would not be surprised if you saw that one get, you know, just cut yeah. altogether. Um. Anyways, we can we take a quick break here, Scotty. But when we return, we can move on to talking about the Red, Red Wings in Sweden, and they're going to be playing two games there. Some awesome. news coming out of practice uh, here on Wednesday as we record this. So stay tuned to Lockdown Red Wings. Got to talk to you guys today about Game Time. Game Time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. See the view from your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All in prices show you your total up front, so you won't be, you know, you're getting a great deal without hidden fees. And Scotty, I know that is a huge gripe for so many people who try to buy tickets. It kind of was very notorious with a certain ticketing service uh, during the Taylor Swift eras tour, <laughs> but you won't get that with Game Time. They're obsessed with finding ways to help you save money on tickets. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event, and even an hour after it starts, it's the place to find last minute seat seats. Find exclusive flash deals and sponsored deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and of course, hockey. With zone deals, you pick the section and game time picks the seats for an average of 18% in savings. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code locked on NHL for $20 off your first purchase. Again, create an account. And used code Lockdown NHL for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast segment two here on this Wednesday edition. Scotty, this is still so weird. I'm not used to not being at home. Uh, trying to get it's funny when you this on the fly. The uh, the ad read you did. Everything else was great. The first time you did the promo code, it like you like glitched out, and I was like, "Oh, like I'll I'll just repeat it after." But then you just said it a second time anyway, and it was clear that time, so we're good. <laughs> Where I'm censoring the promo code so I can hoard it for myself. Only I can right. right. <laughs> I could try to save money on those tickets. Uh, yes. Anyways, Scotty, two big games in Sweden. The boys have been yeah. in Sweden for like a week now, almost. That's not true. It's like three days, really. They got there Sunday because they're skating on the ice in Sweden. Less than 24 hours after their game on Saturday against Columbus this past Saturday. But I mean, when we talk about magnitude, like one, Sweden, this idea of this global series, I think is so cool for the Detroit Red Wings and the NHL to grow the game in the first place. But also these two games are so huge 
for the Red Wings. Back-to-back divisional matchups. You know, I know Ottawa's eighth place in the Atlantic Division right now, but don't look past them because I keep saying it. Despite the fact that they're eighth place, they're a good hockey team. They just got a bad coach. Uh, And then Toronto Maple Leafs, they have no defense. Their goaltending stinks. But Austin Matthews will drop a hat trick on you just whenever he decides to turn it on. So these two games, I mean, they're going to have huge implications for, I mean, granted, it's still plenty of time left, still relatively early on in the season, but we're approaching American Thanksgiving and we all know the statistic about being in the playoff spot at American Thanksgiving. And right now, currently, as we record this on Wednesday or Tuesday, right? No, Wednesday, it is Wednesday. The Red Wings are sitting third in the Atlantic division. So these two games are going to go a long way to kind of determining your where you sit in the Atlantic Division standings come Thanksgiving. Yeah, 100%. Uh it's um it's it, it we'll talk about like the the just the impact of the global series and playing in Sweden in a second, but it, it is really nice that it's not just like throwaway hockey games, right? And I know we're partly biased because like our team is involved and obviously that just inherently we have more interest than, you know, 31 other fan bases or I guess 30 other fan bases. Um, but well, we play two different teams, <laughs> but 29 other fan bases, but, um, it's, uh, it, it's, it really is one of those things where, uh, it's, it, it's just, you want to display for these big moments and, and these, uh, these global series. And when you travel to other places and you have high publicity, high marketed games, you want to display your best hockey and, I, I don't think that uh, the team should take it lightly. I don't think they are. I, I think they they understand the magnitude of it. There's a lot of obviously Swedish connections on the roster, which which certainly helps that. But it's very cool to have the like them be really meaningful impact hockey games, right? And you know we say that, and then we'll we'll lose both with a goal differential of my like minus ten, and we'll be like, all right, never mind. But like. Going into it, uh, we uh, we're, we're we're optimistic, and it, it's just a really cool. It, it's a re- again, we'll talk about kind of the just the impact of the global series in general. But as far as the games on the ice go, it's uh, I, I think it's really really cool that they're that they are high impact games. I mean, I would go as far to argue, Scotty, that these two games mean more for the Red Wings than it does for both Toronto and Ottawa when you consider the fact that only Detroit has back-to-back divisional games because both Toronto and Ottawa play one of their two games against the Minnesota Wild, which is a Western Conference team. So where the Red Wings have four division points on the line, the other two teams only have two. Like this is, and also this is the Red Wings, the game against the Toronto Maple Leafs is a home game. The only home game against Toronto Maple Leafs the Red Wings are going to have this year is in Sweden. So, I mean, this is huge for the Red Wings on so many different levels outside of just points. Um, But, I mean, outside of that, and we'll we'll talk about, we'll do a game preview for Toronto tomorrow after the game against the Ottawa Senators, and we'll preview the Ottawa Senators game here in a second in segment three. But the impact of the Global Series games in general, you know, I, thinking about it, typically I, this is one of those things where I just like am kind of a grumpy old man where I don't typically like international games and sports because they come at super inconvenient times and two o'clock on a weekday kind of sucks. Um, but it's not going to affect me here. I mean, I took three vacation days to go hunting, so I'll, I'll be able to watch them. I'll be okay this time around. But like, I really came around to the, the idea of the global series with Sweden and the NHL and, you know, a little bit of bias going in there. I'm an NHL fan first. Right. But because of the impact that 
Sweden has had on the Red Wings and the NHL and vice versa, it makes perfect sense. When you send the NFL to London or you send the NFL to Germany, I think it's good that you attempt to grow the game, but there's not that connection there. They're trying to build that connection, but there's not that connection there. You send yeah. the NHL to Sweden, you send the Red Wings to Sweden, there's already that pre-established connection. I mean, we just did our you know five greatest Swedish Red Wings of all time, but he goes past that too, right? Goes outside of Nick Lidstrom. I mean, there's this, it's the Sedin twins for the Vancouver Canucks. Obviously, Borje Salming, we mentioned him the other day as an honorable mention because just what he meant for Swedish hockey players in the NHL, like he redefined what it meant to be a European hockey player to so to the NHL and so many executives because he brought a physical edge to him on top of being a really talented point producer. You know, it makes perfect sense sending the Red Wings and all these other NHL teams, these three other NHL teams, to Sweden to grow the game because Sweden loves the NHL. Like, they, this is the ultimate goal for all these players. Like, that's why it makes sense for MLB teams to send you to, you know, hypothetically send their uh, teams to like South American and Latin American countries to play. Yeah, yeah they had a that's Mexican that's- series game this year, which was exactly. cool. Exactly. Yeah. You got like a large core there. Like, so I really came around to the idea. And also, it didn't help when I. It didn't hurt when I was seeing all these social media videos of like Lucas Raymond hosting the entire Red Wings family because he's yeah. currently the only Swedish hockey player on the Red Wings, which is crazy to me to think. But like them talking about him hosting and teasing him, like it, I liked it from that angle too because it showed how much camaraderie and team building that this global series was going to have. And yeah, I'm, I may be reaching a little bit there, putting emphasis on something, a little bit more emphasis on something that probably needs it. But I, I did really like seeing those social media videos, and it dawned on me, like, I mean, they spend all this time together anyways, but, like, right now they literally are all together 24-7. Yeah, man, I uh, I I agree with everything you said. I, I think the impact of just, like, being able to send your sport – elsewhere is just like so cool and obviously like hockey is very prevalent in sweden but the nhl is obviously you know different so i think it's really really cool to be able to to do games like this and and we see it in other sports and have for a while right like we just talked about the mlb like obviously the nfl has been going to to europe for a while now um the basketball as you mentioned you know like you got to find uh, where your game is thriving and like China is is a massive massive like the NBA has been wildly successful in China and so they're starting to play like games there like it's just it's really cool to be able to share I guess <laughs> like your sport and uh, and your league I guess I should say not sport with other countries and and like you said it's so it's everybody's goal there you know when you're growing up is is to make the league and so uh, I, I think the impact is awesome. I think the impact, as you said, with the Red Wings is really cool just because of how many Swedish connections the Red Wings have had over the years. So sending the wings specifically, I think, is a really smart move by the NHL. Obviously, my bias included into that statement, but so be it. Uh, I, I, I think like, I'm really excited. I'm really, really excited not only to watch these games just because they're meaningful hockey games, and we'll preview Ottawa here in a second, but uh, I think... I'm just really excited to be like on a global stage. Like that's yeah. just super cool to for for our team to be, you know, picked uh, as to, to to be showcased to uh, in this global series is very cool. 
Yeah, completely agree. Um, well, well, let's get to that preview unless you have anything else to add uh, here after these words from FanDuel. As soon as I find them. There it is. <laughs> Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Segment three, Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Scotty, Red Wings play Ottawa tonight by the time people are listening to this or guess this afternoon, two o'clock. And last time these two teams met, the Red Wings came out on top. It was what we said, a very early litmus test, very early statement win for the team. They had a lot to prove uh, in defeating the demons that were the Ottawa Senators that haunted them last season. And they did. Last season, we've talked about it a lot. They effectively ended the Red Wings uh, playoff hopes. and reconfirmed to Eiserman that he had to sell at the deadline. Well, now you're playing them for the second time. You're playing them on a global stage. You're playing them on national television at two o'clock. This is, despite the fact that they're eighth in the division, man, you cannot underestimate the Ottawa Senators because they were a good hockey team. Correct. Um, and like, even, you know, like poking fun and joking aside, just like, the, the tale is old as time, right? It's death, taxes, and the Ottawa Senators getting off to the slowest start you've ever seen. Like, that's just <laughs> what what they do over there. Um, and, and again, like, that's not even, like, an attempt of shade. It's just, like, objective truth of the last several years straight. Um, and, and I do still think they're a good hockey team. I do still think they're going to play their way into playoff contention, at least. Like, being in the conversation in the second half of the year, I still... Uh, get anxious when I see them on the calendar because of what happened last year. Uh, But because you're playing them a lot early, that can only benefit you uh, just based on track record. So uh, continue to take advantage. I don't know if like November 16th is quote unquote, like early. I don't know if that still quantifies as like the slow start for Ottawa, or if that's kind of like, you know, maybe they start the uptick around now, but uh, usually start man, the uptick around now, if, if I'm recalling correctly. Yeah, it's usually, I feel like, around American Thanksgiving is when they usually turn it on. So, uh, yeah, man, I, uh, I this is obviously a big game for for a lot of reasons off the ice, but it's just as big of a game on the ice as well. And, and the Wings' success against them, like earlier on in the year, came from things that have plateaued or just straight up, like, nose dove like sense right like we we when we played ottawa the first time there was a lot of like special team success okay well the special teams has as i don't want to say plummeted i'm not trying to be like sky is falling but like it's it's gone down mightily since like the last time we played them and um it's obviously a high emotion game already just because of uh of all the things that have happened between these two organizations and fan bases and players and you know to it obviously etc etc but um you know Add the global scale on top of that. It should be a heck of a hockey game. Yeah, I mean, this is a hockey team that is they're, – they're hard to get a grip on, right? Like, I say that on paper they should be a really good hockey team, yet they always get out to these slow starts, as you just pointed out as well. 
But, I mean, at the same time, Timmy Stutzlow with the Ottawa Senators has 17 points in 13 games played. Claude yeah. Giroux is 15 and 13. Brady Kachuk's got 12 and 13. They've gotten above average goaltending from uh, Jonas Corposalo. I'm pretty sure that's their goalie. Let me just double check. Yeah, Jonas Corposalo has a 907 save percentage, which doesn't sound like above average. But, like, I think last year, 908 was the league average. And I think it's not that much better this year. So, at the very worst, it's league average goaltending, something the Red Wings haven't gotten. Um there, you, you know, what's wild, though, is when you sort it by Corsi 4 percentage, Scotty, the Ottawa Senators are ahead of the Red Wings, and the Red Wings are like 26th in the league. But at expected goals 4 percentage, which is the quality of the shot attempt at 5-on-5, five five, the Red Wings are ranked 19th, but the Ottawa Senators are ranked 29th. So the Ottawa Senators are going to do a better job at creating shot attempts and suppressing shot attempts but the Red Wings are going to do a better job at creating quality shot attempts. Now, granted, that's just via the stats, and that's throughout the whole season. doesn't really express how they're playing recently in the last 10. Um, but, you know, it's supported as well, too, Scotty, by the fact that their power play and the Red Wings' power play, neck and neck in the league. I believe the Ottawa Senators' power play is... 10th versus 12. 10th versus 12. And the penalty kill for the Ottawa Senators... Uh, though, is their big weak point, 24th in the league right now, uh, where the Red Wings are ranked 16th. So this is a very beatable hockey game for the, or winnable hockey game for the Detroit Red Wings, rather. It's just the team's got to show up and play, and that's been the biggest thing all season is the Red Wings' inconsistency. Which Red Wings right. team are we going to see, right? For sure. And you you bring up the goaltending. Like, Corbisalo has... Uh, sub 900 save percentage and obviously we've had our gripes with Huso this year but um in net in as a whole everybody who has stepped foot uh, you know in between the pipes for Ottawa this season uh they rank 29th in save percentage as a team this year like you you have an opportunity to to score goals and again like that that's that's a whole season thing and they notoriously get out to these slow starts but um we, we we will see. I think the another thing I want to bring up is my favorite stat, which is face-off percentage. <laughs> um, the uh, the Sens are top five in the league in face-off percentage. They're fourth in the NHL as a team uh, in the circle, and the Wings are 20th or below 50% success rate. So um, I'm going to keep pounding that drum until it gets fixed because I think yeah. that it's a really underrated aspect as to why the Wings struggle sometimes. You know, it's really funny you brought up the team save percentage for the Ottawa Senators, and that's right after I say, like, Jonas Corposalo has been pretty good. But the reason why their accumulative save percentage is so bad is because Anton Forsberg, who's played five games yeah. with the Sens, has a, not, a save percentage of 8-3-3. Yeah. We think our goaltending woes are bad. I mean, that, not that we have – like, at least they have a starter, right? Like, they Corposalo has been good for them as their starter, but their backup situation is rough right now. Uh, speaking of backup situations, Scotty, Billy Huso is out for the global series because he had a, he had a baby. Good for him. Yes. He had to fly back to the, despite the fact that I think he's Finnish, uh, he had to fly all the way back to the States because that's where his wife was at the time yeah. of the birth. Uh, so he's out, which means we are likely going to see Alex Lyon in one of these two games. It sounds like Reimers in that for this yeah. game on Thursday against the Ottawa Senators. Um, but Lalone did say that it'll likely be Alex Lyon uh, tomorrow, or I'm sorry, uh, Friday, okay. unless James Reimer has a really good game and is good to go. But I mean, we talked about how will we see Alex Lyon during the Global Series? Looks like probably just didn't get it the way we thought we would get it. 
Yeah, right. None of it was uh, was performance or or injury or anything based. Which uh, I guess I'm glad it's not injury based. But yeah, got to uh, got to remember these these dudes are uh, are people and you know stuff bigger than hockey. So congratulations to Huso. That's obviously awesome. Um, and yeah, it's you know it creates an opportunity for Line to finally get some playing time, which I don't think anyone is going to be too upset about either. So uh, we'll we'll see how it goes. I uh, I do think Reimer should get the the first game and yeah i think he will so we'll see i you know i think with rhymer a lot of people are kind of i I don't want to say waiting for but i think that people are uh watch like rhymer's at nine to six safe percentage you know what i mean and like I, i feel like people are are like okay like this like he's not just gonna hold on like to a nine two six the entire season. You know what I'm saying? Like I feel like we're waiting for oh like maybe a four or five goal game against, and hopefully it's not this one. Don't don't do it, Bo. <laughs> my my dad's dog is giving me the evil eye right now. He wants to go outside, so he might start barking at me here in a second. <laughs> well, we're almost done. So what's what's up, dude? Yeah, there he goes. He there wants to go goes. outside. Well, give me a second, Bo. I'll, I'll let you out in a second. So, anyways, my finishing thoughts on the Ottawa Senators, again, comes down to what? Oh, also, before we get to that, Jake Wallman uh, left practice on Wednesday because yeah. he – now, and I heard this from Jennifer Morris, who's in Sweden, one of our listeners. She's in Sweden. She DM'd me because Max Boltman had reported that Wallman left the ice uh, during practice. And yeah. she told me that she, he took a hit from Clem Costin in practice – and that's why he left a little bit early during uh, corner drills or little three on threes in the in the corner. So um, we'll wait to see what Derek Lalonde has to say if that was officially the reason or not. But either way, Jake Wallman left practice looked a little bit under the weather. Is not quite the word, right word. A little shaken, shaken up. Shaken up, sure. So hopefully he can play. That's a huge loss. I don't know what our defensive core looks like if he can't play. Uh, not so great. Worse than it already does at times. But I guess again, my final thoughts on this game. These are two teams that metrically and statistically are very similar with the sole exception being the Red Wings of better, being a better penalty kill team than the Ottawa Senators. So just because they're eighth in the division doesn't mean you should go in that game taking them lightly. You should never take any game lightly as a fan or as a player, but you, you, the Red Wings have got to show up on time. And you know what? With as many days as, of rest as they got, I, I have faith that they will take care of business. I hope so. Yeah, like the, I don't. Ottawa is a team where when when you play them, I, I throw out the window like record and and you know like slow start and all that. And it's just like you you got to show up and play, man. It's going to be a physical, chippy game. Uh, like I said, on on a big scale, certainly adds to that as well. Should be a fun hockey game. I hope I hope it is. Um, but uh, but yeah, you absolutely correct. So, oops, I hit the space bar. Unbelievable. I don't know if you want to edit that out or not. That's up to you. <laughs> I'm not. Uh, so <laughs> when it comes to the three keys to the game, Scotty, what are they? Well, I think starting on time, like, uh, like it's just so easy, but like, it's something that they do. They don't do every game. Like, it's just, it's, it's such a, I guess like low hanging fruit, but like, it's, it's so easy to just be like, well, yeah, like they never do this. So like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to keep going with that. Um, so that I guess that's going to be one. Uh, I think, I mean, 
goaltending. <laughs> like, I feel like we have the same three every time. Uh, I, I, I do think because it's Ottawa, you can throw in like, you know, physicality is going to be a thing. You can't get bullied. Uh, and, and look, like they have a win against Ottawa this year. Like we know that they can overcome it now, but uh, that's something that's always going to be prevalent when you play the Sens too. Yeah. I mean, not to sound cliche also, but for me, a big one is, you know, you got to start on time, which we've been harping on the last couple of games. And, you know, they did start on time against Columbus, but doing it once isn't enough. Like, especially against Ottawa, who's given you fits the last couple of years. Like, the Red Wings have got to start on time in this game. And that means coming out with, you know, fast, coming out physical and capitalizing on your early chances. I know it's a lot to ask in one key, uh, but that's what it means to start on time. You can't keep getting to deficits and they didn't do this against Columbus and it worked out. It gave them wiggle room to go through their woes throughout the game, but you have to, you can't start off playing from behind because that is not a recipe to succeed. Um, Other thing. I mean, we know the Red Wings power play is kind of going through some struggles right now, but the penalty kill the Ottawa senators is ranked 24th right now in the league. Got to capitalize on the power play. Got to capitalize on the power play. So I think those are two major keys right there. And then I guess what was your, uh, one main key again, the one that you were really, I forgot. <laughs> well, the three that I just mentioned were, uh, the geez, goaltending physicality. And, uh, and like, again, don't get off to a slow start, which is just like super easy. There you go. There's five whole keys for the three keys of the Bang. game. Scotty and I, we're just that good. We can give you multiple. I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. Uh, but anyways, We'll be back with a new episode tomorrow. Do you have any final thoughts, Scotty? We ball. We ball. New episode tomorrow. Same time, same place. It's your team every day. Every day.